Well, we're everyone's favorite secret wait, 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 wait. podcast. Everyone's favorite <laughs> secret podcast. It's a secret. <laughs> Spiritual Conversations for the Godless. I'm Matthew Blake. And I'm Karen Thurston. Welcome to Heathen. Hey, Heathens. It's been a hell of a week. Sitting here with my whiskey, reflecting on life. It's looking bleak, kids. It's looking real bleak. Except that we're here. We are here. And you're here. And you know what? Life is going to continue. Life goes on. And the bad shit will inspire better shit. Yeah. We will be the better shit. We, I don't know. We'll fucking overcome. I don't know. Well, You're right. Sometimes some weeks it just sucks, and this has been a fucker of a week. It has been a fucker of a week, and you know, I'm only capable of being bleak for three minutes at a time maximum. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say three, four days max. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no I can do a few minutes, and then like a hopeful thought will occur to me, and then I'll be like, no, no. Mm. I hate everything. Don't get me wrong. I get walloped by a sadness and I have days that are overwhelmingly down days for sure. Mm -hmm. But I come back to, I've got two things. I'm just going to go straight into to Mama Karen therapy mode here. Let's go right here are in. my two things. Here are the two things that I, I hold on to. One is the, so my favorite question to ask people is what's something that you absolutely believe is true? Um, cause it's a hard question to answer and it can't be like, there is gravity, right? Like it can't be something provable by science. I have skin, you know, <laughs> like cool. You're, you're smart way to get around the question, but something that you can't necessarily prove scientifically, but that you absolutely still believe is true. A theory about humanity, um, mm. whatever. I love asking people this question cause I feel like you really get to the heart of, belief and kind of where people put their absolute confidence. And it's very rare that anyone will answer, I absolutely believe in the deity that I mm. subscribe to. Because most people are kind of in the like, well, I, th I think I do. <laughs> I'm pretty right. sure I have faith in this. But yeah. it's hard to say I absolutely believe that this is true. Because mm -hmm. it's just a, it's a big statement. Um, but one of the things that I pull out as an answer to that question is I absolutely believe that there will be beauty and pain in mm -hmm. tandem. I believe yeah. that no matter what you do, no matter what choice you make, no matter how dismal life seems, no matter how catastrophic any events are, in every day, in every minute, there will be beauty and pain. You will always have both of those things, which means pain is inevitable and mm -hmm. will never go away. There will always be painful shit, but there will also always be beauty. And I, for some reason, I find the definitiveness of that 
statement really reassuring just comforting like, yeah yeah just like no matter what like yeah this will be painful and it will be beautiful yeah. those are the two things that it will always be um and sometimes it'll go really hard one way or the other but mm -hmm. it will always be both um i find that really grounding and then i have this other thing that my grandfather the last time my grandfather had dementia for years before he died and so the last time that I hung out with him, he was super lucid. Like he just was all there for the whole day and he knew how old I was. And like, the, it just was really, mm. it was such a cool. And I knew when I left, I was like, that was the last, like that was a special thing that happened because mm. that was the last time. But in that time he said to me, and I was 26 at the time, but he said to me, Karen, the thing is like when you get stuck in um, being so worried about the decisions that you've made or the things that are happening just remember that like most of the he didn't say like funny thing <laughs> um but remember that most or at least some a significant number of the best things that will ever happen to you haven't happened yet the mm. best days of your life mm. your best friends your best whatever like so many of those absolute best moments haven't happened yet and like that I come back to that all of the time. Like every time I start to have an anxiety spiral about like, oh God, I really screwed this up or like I regret this or that or the other thing. It's really comforting to be like, oh, some of those best moments haven't happened yet. And it's I, wild. And I want to know what they are, you know? Like that's the thing that makes me kind of go, oh, I'm curious again yeah. now. Like I want to know what those, and it's been true. I mean, it's certainly been true since I was 26. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's been 100% true for me. And I'm wondering about the, the perspective on that. So I'm wondering if, is it true because genuinely like better things are happening as time progresses? Mm -hmm. um, or is that something in me? Like, is that mm -hmm. my perspective on things, my ability to... Is, is just like a product of growing older. Yeah. The ability to slow down and appreciate things more or notice things more mm. or um, that's just, that's really, that's interesting. Cause like yeah. are, are, are actually better things happening? Right. Or, or is it just that I like, that's, that's what it is to grow older is to, to be able to appreciate to things. Kind of tuck into appreciation more. Yeah. Oh man, I already know all the tangents we're going to go off on tonight. <laughs> but when I live it, like if you think about like if your if your life is a highlight reel, mm -hmm. it makes sense that those are going to be relatively spread out. But like, I don't know. I just think it's. I tend to get very like we talk about change being inevitable, and that's usually a negative thing. Like change is the only sure thing, and then we're all worried about like what we will lose, like what we have that's good that we'll lose. And it's kind of fun to shift that perspective into like, yeah, but. Also, we don't know about all of the good things, right. about all of the best people. I mean, half of my favorite people in the world I've only known for two years of my life. So true. You know? And and like, I had no concept of them before this. And if you had told me- I didn't me, know you a year ago. No, I know. And yeah. if you had told me, like, if you told me any of it, like, Karen, you will be sitting here doing this right now. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? If you told 26-year-old me that, I would have been like, well, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, that will never happen. <laughs> I will never be on a podcast called Heathen God. Um, except I wouldn't have said God. It was, gosh. Um, gee. Gee. Golly, guys. But, um, but that, like- 
I think it it matters to remember that we can be surprised in good ways because mm. sometimes the onslaught of darkness feels so overwhelming. Yeah. It's like people will surprise you in all these horrible ways, but everything good that's ever happened to me has been unexpected too. It's always been I walk into a room and mm. I meet somebody and then like my whole life is different after yeah. that, you know? And like that's the best and that can always keep happening as long as we keep showing up for the story like yeah that can keep that can happen any day it can happen tomorrow so that's where my pollyanna brain goes i love it i am here for your pollyanna brain in ways <laughs> that i i could not have been 10 years ago Look five years ago even yep i uh, i mean so so yes like we started off this conversation by saying how shitty things have been and they have been it's been a hard couple of weeks for people who are closely watching what's happening uh, politically in the world and, 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 and in any in any aspect of the world but certainly this Kavanaugh thing is just surfacing so much for people right but at the same time for me personally the past two weeks have been mind-blowingly life-changing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean the First and foremost, I heathens, your boys engage. Oh, we haven't talked about this. We yet. haven't talked <gasps> about it. We haven't talked about it because we haven't recorded a podcast. In Will the you past read the thing? Been, Will you read it? Oh, the thing I wrote or the thing he wrote? Well, he, I don't have no, his the thing. thing that you wrote. Sure, I can do that. Great. Um, yeah, I fucking got engaged, you guys, which is a thing I did not think was ever going to happen to me. Um, I just. I don't know. I felt like I had passed that window or whatever, and I'm in a new phase of life. And uh, Chris, my fiance, <laughs> I know it's so crazy, uh, and I were. I thought we were fine. Like we're doing great. We're we got a good thing going. Why fuck with it? Um, I'm happy with. I'm happy holding on to what I have. You know, yeah. like this is a good thing, and I'm just gonna keep it. Right safe. It's like I know what it is. It's safe. It's easy. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And um, and he went and blew all of that out of the water by hmm. walking on stage at the end of one of our, my of a girl boy concert, which is my band, um, and confusing the hell out of me <laughs> about why he was on Just stage. And there are videos of this on the internet. Yeah. We'll see if we can put one in the heathen huddle yeah. because it's really worth seeing. It's pretty great. Um, I mean, shaky knees, shaky little wobbly mm-hmm. knees that he was on. And, and fine. I, after him talking for a long time, he finally put his hand in his pocket and I realized what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. And he pulled out a ring and boom. And the whole trajectory of my life, like everything changed. It changed. Yes. Everything you just said about it being a surprise and like my whole life is different now. Yeah. That's how I feel about that moment. It changed my perspective on us. It changed my understanding of our relationship. Yeah. Which was wild that like someone else's gesture. <laughs> I like it so much. <laughs> I like it everything about this. Can so do much. that. And, but it did and now and now I'm like digging mm. up memories of like me in my early 20s when I did have like the song I was going to dance to at my wedding. Like I yeah. knew what that song was going to be and I'm like, "Oh my god, I get to fucking do that now." Yeah. Like um it's just wild. So so for me personally, it's yes, it's been a hard couple of weeks and I have been tuned in and paying attention and speaking out to and about what's going on in our country because it it sucks and it's bad but it's also like the work that 
has to happen. Like yeah. we have to confront these demons face to face. And these and and by these demons, I'm talking about sometimes these demons are personified in actual physical people like Senator Grassley and fucking McConnell, mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell. Like these people are saying out loud the most vile and of course our president, but I mean, what else is new? Um, I mean, it, it's the most unspeakable, uh, vile, Trump. vile uh, of humanity. It's, it's our basest, grossest, um, you know, yeah. uh, self-preservation kind of uh, fear yeah. that's motivating what these men are saying uh, out in public right now with no consequences and no, um, and, and to, to cheers and applause often. Yeah. And um, we have to, f- like we have to dig this shit up and confront it and and face it and i know so if you were to ask me like what is a true thing that yeah. i believe in um with beyond the shadow of a doubt i know that from this um this uh reckoning uh, there really is no other word it right. is it is coming face to face with these things um i know that it's going to birth um bring about, inspire, create um, people who carry our culture and our society and our world into something better. Yeah. Like I believe that beyond, beyond the shadow of a doubt. And so I've, I've, I don't know, I've been in this weird place where I'm like, it's I, beauty for me, and pain. yeah, beauty and pain. Exactly what you just said. <laughs> like, I, for me, it's the best time of my life. And then, and then I, I'm, I'm certainly commiserating and I'm feeling the pain of my sisters and and my brothers who've been victims of assault as well. Like it is, yeah, I'm holding both of those things. I mean, the other, the other thing that happened for me was our, my album, our our girl boys new album came out. We had the most amazing like just like shattering the darkness night. So good. Um, our 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 release party, uh, where we played all the songs from the album, and because it was wall to wall people in that room, so it was packed and dancey. Fantastic. I've never so good. I've never been like. I mean, I love every show we play, but there was something about that one was just like, I just want this to never end. Oh, the I want, energy was crazy. I want every show to feel this way. Yeah. This is what I want to bring people. Like, this is what, what I want my music to do for people. Right. Like, just transform spaces into places where strangers are, like, looking at each other and connecting in ways that... Right. And that's the thing that most people, that I heard more than anything else, is just people coming up and being like, oh, my God, like... I didn't know all of these people in this room, but I felt so connected to yeah. what was happening. And that just like made me so happy. I was giving out stickers to strangers because yeah. we were so excited. And they were like, <laughs> I want a sticker too. <laughs> Thank you for being our super superstar merch. Whatever. Anytime I can be with the band, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> um, but like that was a perfect example of this whole mm. beauty and pain, even within like a, a short span because that was thursday which was the day of the kavanaugh hearings and so i spent that whole day i'm sorry i'm sitting on my leg and i can't do it anymore um (laughs) just i spent that whole day like i didn't do anything because i woke up and i saw that the hearings were on and i tuned in for a second and like the minute i started watching it was like watching a train wreck like i couldn't Mm. i couldn't look away yep same and I like it, I don't know. It ended at like four or something. And it went on for a long time, yeah. and I 
didn't do anything. I just sat there and watched. I watched all day and kind of like commiserated with people on Facebook. But I had such a unexpectedly physical reaction to it. Like it made me feel really sick. And I have my own trauma stuff that doesn't usually come up for me in a really violent-y, like, make me feel things. Like, it's not in my body very much anymore, except mm -hmm. in really specific situations. Um, so I was surprised by how much of that kind of came up. But I think that a lot of it is what we were watching is, like, um, I mean, really, like, if you're looking at privilege, like, if there's a woman among us who stands a chance of being heard. Dr. Ford is a well-educated, wealthy, attractive, white woman. Yep. So like if anyone was going to stand a chance as being perceived as credible, she's got that stack of privilege that should be working in her favor. And the fact that even like there was something just really violent about that, about the fact that like even like my God, like if, if even, this even in the most accommodating package you could imagine, right? The for, most for these the white men behind the bench, right? The 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 package that should be most pleasing to them, yep. and the women are supposed to be pleasing, and the the one that they are for a million broken reasons most likely to believe, like that. Such it was just this weird confrontation with that mm. reality that felt so. It was just a, a sucker punch. Like it was a sucker punch feeling of, and it's not a massive surprise, but at the same time, like, I think there was just those collective, like, you have got to be fucking kidding. Like this bullshit. Yeah. Um, and so it was a, it was a hard day. And then to leave that space and come into the space that you guys created at the girl boy show um, which if you guys haven't, I will pitch, go on Spotify, <laughs> look up girl boy, all one word girl boy and, um, get their, the new album is follow the glow. Um, but what they do, are, <laughs> I still can't do this. I spent so many weeks trying to come up with words to describe Haley's <laughs> music. <laughs> I still can't do it. Um, you did an amazing job. I know. It's, actually, it's on our website. I the, love it, the, but I can't. The bio that Karen wrote for us is on our website. It's so good. But the thing about what I love about what they have made is it is this magical, um, it's just light. Like it has such a playfulness to it. Your music has a self-aware, playful <laughs> quality to it. That it's, God, I hope we're self-aware. <laughs> it has that, well, it has that, it has a wink to it, you yeah. know, where it has a very like. Because we make some pretty outrageous claims. It's a beautiful combination <laughs> of we don't take ourselves too seriously yeah. but also most of what you're talking about is really serious mm -hmm. shit like you are tackling everything from white supremacy to patriarchy to you know everything that is involved with being queer in the world mm. um and so it comes it manages to walk this line between this like sort of playful light uplifting funny thing and also this like battle cry like it's both of those things happening at once yeah. um and so to go into that space where everybody was buying into that with you and just participating in it it was just such a a brilliant representation of that contrast and also just like a reminder that like you have to leave your apartment 
Yeah. You have to go outside. You have to find real bodies of real people. You have to connect with other you people. You have to hold hands. You have to put your hands in the air. You have to do, you know, your stroll dance and walk <laughs> like an Egyptian and Beyonce and the whole bit. But like you have to go and you have to, you have to put yourself in that place where that can happen and where there is that kind of redemptive yeah. quality. But so even within the course of that day, like there was such a, a low, low, and then such a high, high, where everybody was just in this beautiful, lovey, bouncing up and down, wearing glow in the dark necklaces space, which was gorgeous. Mm. And we were exhausted. Everything stayed dancing. I was like, no, God, I have got to go home. I can't mm. go on. But um, yeah, just like that's it, right? Like that's the stuff. And like the work of living with your feelings instead of numbing them, which is what our society is keen to do. The work of actually sitting with the pain of something and then going and sitting in the joy of mm, something and yeah. having to ride that roller coaster is exhausting work. It's exhausting to show up with your whole self to those things. But like, that's all of it. You know, like that's the world in a 24 hour period. That's the whole deal. It's the whole gamut. And like, sorry, I'm really like the, oh, this week, I'm going to be such a motivational speaker on this episode. <laughs> but you guys, but like I was thinking about, we were talking, I don't remember who I was talking to. I've talked to so many people in the last seven days, but we were talking about presence. And like everybody's got this idea that like presence is the thing, right? Like you have to be present. You have to be present. So like get off your phone and be present. And like right. um, the definition of presence changed for me this week in thinking about it. Because I think I've always just thought about presence as sort of literal paying attention to what is right in front of me. So kind of this observational and maybe gratitude is tied in. Mm. But like presence is just like I'm here with Matthew and I'm appreciating the fact that I'm sitting across the table from Matthew and I'm not being distracted by the screen of my phone and I'm not right. thinking about uh, the future or the past. Right. I'm not like being locked into one of those things. My phone came alive when I touched it and it was distracting. Um, but I'm focused and I'm just being here with Matthew and it's all kind of external. Like I'm focused on what is happening outside of me. And I hadn't thought about presence as bringing internally all of myself to the moment because I can be present and paying attention to you and focused on you and even completely connecting with you without actually bringing my real vulnerable self to the table without actually like opening myself up to feeling oh my god what's happening and like that day of being so and I was just like oh what if what if this whole presence thing, like what if the key is not about me paying attention to what's going on around me and not being distracted, but what if it's just more about like me actually arriving as my entire self with all of it to the moment at hand, like with wow. all of the emotion and all of the baggage and all of the weakness and all of the vulnerability. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing that I feel like I'm doing for the first time in mm -hmm. my life in these last couple of years is just being able to actually not be present in the moment that's happening around me, but be present in myself in the moment that's happening around me, not being numb, not being yeah. removed, but just being in my body in the moment. Yeah. Um, it's such a hard shift to explain, but it was so, that was such a, that was such a 
powerful oh for me you know or it's like it doesn't well it's it's a huge oh for me right now like as you're talking i don't even know if i've talked to you about i don't know how much of this i've talked to you about yet Mm -hmm. probably not much because we have not had much time together in recent weeks but um so my (laughs) yes my mother (laughs) hi mom hi mom love you mom the thing I say every time I mention you on this podcast. Which is uh, every time. Which is every time. Yeah, in every episode, pretty much. Um, have I talked to you about her and the reaction and response to the engagement? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So it wasn't the best. Right. In fact, it was the worst. Right. Um, it, I I would call the conversation that I had with her after that the worst conversation I've ever had with my mom. Mm. Um, and it left me... Uh, in a place where I, I realized several things during the course of the conversation. I realized that I realized a version of what you just said, um, that I have been um, not bringing my full self when I, when I, when I would go home or even when I would call mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in my mind, it's like, I know that there's, I know that I know that who I am creates, it's problematic for her. Right. I know that who I am creates discomfort, creates an uncomfortable situation for her. Um, so I don't bring it all. Right. I, I tend to leave aside the parts uh, and not not as a rule. Like there are definitely times when I'm like, no, we're going to have a conversation about this to, this time or whatever. Like last time I was home, we had a six hour road trip together where I you know played a podcast of Kate's. <laughs> right. Um, so not as a rule, but but as a as a general um, manner of being, I would like I would I, it's it's almost like well I know I, I would think I know I'm going home for just four days, right. so for four days it's all right I can I don't have to be, you know, the the loud proud queer version of Matthew that is is as much a part of me as is mm. my you know I want to be a good son good brother to my yeah. family um you know that part i can just put aside but i realized in the course of the conversation that i've been doing that for 15 years now because mm-hmm. i came out to my mom 15 years ago right um and while i've had hopes and aspirations and maybe even expectations that our relationship would move forward in a way that would one day lead to a place where she could accommodate all of me. Right. Right. Um, I didn't, you know, I had, I, that was like my background hope, but not my, it's not how I was living. It's not how I was, mm-hmm. it wasn't how I was showing up. I was leaving behind the parts of me that I knew were uncomfortable. Right. Um, and that does nothing for nobody. Right. <laughs> um, uh, except for that it enables, it enable, it enables her to continue yeah. Um, to not have to, to not have to confront things, to not have to look at anything, to not have to see me mm-hmm. wholly and fully. And I, I just, uh, that's what hit me square in the face in the middle of that conversation. I, I was like, are, are you serious right now? Because for, you've known for 15 years Yeah. and you're telling me the same things you told me 15 years ago. And right. I've sent you resources. I've mm-hmm. sent you books that our friends have written. I've talked to you about my journey 
to a degree. Um, but really what I realized most was that actually like, yeah, I've done those things here and there, but I have not shown up. Yeah. I have not shown up and been present in the, in the definition that you just Mm -hmm. described it as. And I realized that I couldn't continue to do that for another 15 years. Right. Um, and I couldn't continue to do that for another five years. Even I, I realized well, part of it, I'm, I'm, I'm marrying Chris. Like, I'm not going to show up alone anymore, first right. of all, like, if I show up at all. And that was really what it came down. That's why that conversation ended so badly is because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to show up anymore. I don't know if this is the last conversation I'm ever going to have with my mom. It was that bad. Yeah. And um, so I've been doing a lot of processing that. Uh, God, I have the best people in my life. I've been so thankful for the conversations I've been able to have in the past like two weeks. That's the other thing I guess that's been going on for me in the middle of all this is like, there's this been this heavy weighty piece of uh, uncertainty around the future of my relationship to my family. And um, what has come of it, long story short, is tomorrow, and this is the part I don't think I have told you, hmm. my mom flies in tomorrow. <gasps> Shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and she's spending the weekend here. Wow. I'm nervous as hell. She's sojoing? Yeah, I'm bringing her to sojo. <sighs> Can I hug your mom so hard? <laughs> Can- I'm not going to put any restrictions around how you interact with my mom, Karen. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that, but I'm pretty sure I just want to hug her really hard. You do you. Why is this making me cry? Okay, keep going. It's fine. We'll be fine. We'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Um, wow. It's crazy because I have I have a lot of hope. Yeah. And that would be when you first first said at the beginning of this episode, like what are the what pose the question, what is the thing you believe to be absolutely true? Yeah. Like one of the songs I wrote years and years ago that I still come back to, I think actually you we played it on this podcast at mm-hmm. one point, is is there is never a reason not to hope. Yeah. Like that's a line that came to me when my friends lost their child. Mm. Um, and, and I've always been able to find the truth in that no matter Mm -hmm. what is going on. So for some reason, I don't know, maybe your Pollyanna is rubbing off on me, but (laughs) I have this hope that this weekend is going to be something different and transformative for us. My mom is the one who offered to come out. She, she, she reached out and said, you know what? Uh, you're right. I like, cause I, I, one of my complaints uh was that i've been the one to uh maintain the relationship like i'm the one who goes home i'm the one who calls i don't get that back from uh, most of my family and um she's like you're absolutely right um i want to come out i want to meet chris i want to talk about this face to face Mm -hmm. and i want to figure out how we love each other well quote unquote so because i i I, when I first got the email, she was like, I want to come out. I was like super suspicious. Right. <laughs> like, wait, what is this? What is going to on? To what end? Yeah. So we had to have that conversation. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to believe this. Yeah. I'm going to choose to believe what you said. Um, I don't know because I, I don't know for me, the, all of this is going to be wrapped up in how I think how well I am able to articulate and really establish my boundaries because yeah. that's what I need right now in my life is, um, 
just strong boundaries around mm-hmm. how I, um, I mean, any child who calls their parent to tell them that they are getting engaged should, should be met with, um, some degree of, uh, celebration and rejoicing and just gladness. Right. And so that being entirely absent from my experience, uh, it really, it just really kicked off, kicked all of this off and really like pulled back a lot of the wool over my eyes, I guess. And let me recognize that, Oh, like I've not been showing up and being present and I've not set my boundaries that are, that I need to maintain my friggin' health. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, well, and I mean, it, I don't want to interrupt you, but it, no, I also do it. Um, <laughs> Would you like some more whiskey? Um, that's probably dangerous, but kind of. Um, it also sounds like you haven't you haven't asked enough of her, you know, which is unusual for you. <laughs> Where's the eight? Um, yeah. But like that, and I think a lot of it is. I mean, there's obviously so much in that, but you haven't taken up that space. You're you're 100% correct. I've done so much growing and learning about who I am Mm -hmm. in especially recent years and and stepping into that eightness and 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 knowing that all of the things that um man this is gonna get like super raw and real here and we had no plan by the way yeah we had no plan for this (laughs) so it happens but um I mean <laughs> I not uh, the thing the, the way I I was taught about myself mm-hmm. and who I am the the teachings about me that were so wrong um so many of them come directly from mom yeah um she taught me that my um passion and um, like strong will, um, my, my, uh, uh, drive for even, even just like my, my really, uh, strong need for clarity and justice. Like those are things that like really compel me in conversation. And I get when I, I, it's what, makes me get worked up. Right. Right. Um, if I don't understand and if I don't feel like it's fair or Mm -hmm. just, um, it arouses a lot of passion in me, Karen champion. (laughs) And yeah. And, um, and my mom can't handle that. She, she, she's, um, I I think maybe she's a five, six, six, five, something on the Enneagram. and, And it's like the emotion is, uh, she reads all of my emotion as aggression and anxiety, sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in particular, like, um, like she, this is one of the things that came up in the conversation was like, she, she, she's like, you always yell at me. You're always yelling at me about my beliefs. And I've just never felt so misunderstood. <laughs> right. I've never right. felt so misunderstood because, um, I've used to believe that, you know, uh, because that's been, that's been the message to me my whole life right. as a teenager, 
you know, a, a rebellious teenager in high school, which wasn't, I mean, yeah. rebellious by anyone's standards, except for my, my mom's, right. <laughs> um, you know, that's what I believed. I thought I was sinning. I thought mm-hmm. it was wrong for me to speak passionately because raising my voice in any way was, um, disrespectful, harmful, uh, all, all, the, all the things. And, you know, I'm sure at times it was. I'm sure at times me, my argumentative, you know, nature was, you know, in, in, in shoot with intent to kill kind of thing. Like, I'm sure. Sure. But that was part of it. But but it's taken me this long to realize and recognize that the passion itself that's just there, that, like, for me to have to control that, like, that's not bad yeah the passion isn't bad no um it's a it's just taking a a more holistic view of it all like being present means I recognize that I'm with another human being who does have their own emotions who does have their own reactions and responses to how I present myself but also (laughs) I am a human being yeah I am a human being and I have done so much damage to myself over the years by believing the lie that um, all of my feelings and the way that my body expresses itself are sinful mm-hmm. and wrong and damaging to others. Nope, I'm 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 the only one getting damaged when I'm when I'm just exclusively suppressing all of that right. for the sake of other people's comfort. Right. So. Um, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting weekend. <laughs> That's I know that much, but I know I'm hopeful. I know I, I, I don't want to have to make a decision to cut out anybody, um, right. any family from my life. Um, and I would love to be able to come away from this weekend with, if not at least what what you said about like, I haven't challenged my mom enough on some of these things. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I And I did on that, in that phone call, I was like, your belief that I am sinful simply because of who I am mm-hmm. is a bad belief, mom. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> like, and of course that reads as oh, you're attacking my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, that that you know i do need to i i do need to come up with like my game plan i think my better way of communicating that truth but it's still truth right right it's still right. that particular belief does no one any good yeah and um and it it, it it's the thing that i have to set a boundary around in right. some way shape or form right like i need you to not hurt me with this belief yeah. like that's really yeah. The crux of it. Like, yeah. I need you to not hurt me with mm-hmm. this. And like, oh God. Huh. I don't know if I could talk about this. <laughs> Get it together, Karen. Um, here's the, th- so Kate said this thing last week about grief being an optimistic feeling like grief as a part of hope because Mm. they're flip sides of the same coin sort of like you grieve things because you are demanding that they be 
better, that yeah. you know they can be better, that you want them to be better. So grief is the absence of your expectation, right? It's something that's missing from what you had hoped for or expected mm. or, yeah. and so like that there is something innately hopeful about grieving and wow. about these flip side things, which I just thought was such a gorgeous reframing of like when you are sitting in that grieving space of just being like, oh, this is because I'm a fucking hopeful human being. Like this is, this is an act of radical hope. But like, again, as acts of radical hope go, I love, so like the mama me. I told my mom to listen to an episode of because my parents don't listen to this podcast but i told my mom to listen to the kate and colby crossover episodes because i said i want you to hear how i am loved mm. like i need you to hear how well i'm loved because like if i could ask for anything for fable like even if like she grows up and becomes it's some sort of like real staunch conservative like right-wing fanatical human that i can't <laughs> understand on a comprehensive level i hope that she is seen and loved like mm. that is what i want for her i want her to feel seen and loved and like no matter what i want her to be seen and loved because i think that is the thing that saves us and so like the idea of your mom being here and just like all of us getting to be in a room where she is and just be like yeah but like we know who you are you know and like do you see like who he is to us and like who he is in this space like that as a mother like just the vulnerability of her potentially doing something and it could all go horribly wrong you know, it could all go horribly wrong. And that's the reality. And that's like the problem with hope, right? Is it's itchy because it can go horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. But the vulnerability of her walking into that room and there's no way that she can interact with any of us without us being like, my God, <laughs> like, do you, do you understand like what an essential part of this thing you have made? You know, like this is, this is part of this and like, I love that for her in this weird way, like even underneath whatever that belief is and underneath all of that, like I love it for you in a hopeful, like I hope it goes well. But even if it goes horribly, I hope that there's some part of her that just sees, that gets to see that, that gets to see who you are in this space and gets to see how well you are loved and like that that's like all of it you know like that's just the potential for that is so good the potential for that is so good i don't even like i don't know i don't know what to do about it because i like that so much and that's why i'm just like can i hug her like that's what i wanted to i just want to hug her and be like do you know what you've done like i need you to hear me i need you to hear us and i need you to see i need you to i need you to feel this because i know that we're weird and like i know that like this way what we're doing here mm -hmm. is weird this is what we do all of the fucking time people yeah. this is our life this is what we do we get yes. together and we all just talk about all the things <laughs> All the time and we cry all the time we drink whiskey we drink whiskey and we cry we and cry. we talk 
we talk and like there's no getting together in our group of humans. Sometimes we dance. Right. But there's no, like it's all on the table all of the time, which isn't normal. And we forget that it's not normal because we're in it all of the time. We, we forget. Boy, that is so true. We forget that this is not how people do life with like just their guts spewed everywhere all the time. Yeah, this is some people's absolute worst nightmare. Right. But it is also the thing that has saved every one of us. Yeah. Like it has been saved. I saved, don't saved, saved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can overstate like it has been salvation for yeah. us. Like the that being seen and being able to show up like that with your gut spewed and have people go, I'm oh, great. We love you. Like that is all of it. That's everything. And that's why any of us are able to survive feeling all the things all the time but it's so much so like I just like what I love is that if if your mother encounters any of us this weekend (laughs) she cannot escape that like she cannot escape how much we love you that can't happen she won't be able to escape it she can try to deny it she can forget it when she leaves but for like the time that she is here in this space like even in this room like she can't get away from how much we fucking love you and i love that it's like the most hearts and rainbows war of all time (laughs) where it's just like oh yeah hearts and rainbows glitter bomb look at that oh look i i um i i so yes, this is where the hope has to come in because I, I want to believe that right. 100%. I want to... It's um, a really risky thing to believe. It is. And it's risky because this is why the heathen journey matters so much because I know, and my mom has said to me on many, many occasions in my life, well, I just, I just want my children to be happy. Mm-hmm. Like what you what you what you were saying. I want my oh, yeah. want my children to be happy and loved. But just as many times as she said that, it's been I want my children to have a relationship with Jesus. Right. Or most recently on the phone call, one of the things where where it broke down for me and actually where I kind of just stopped and just kind of let let it let the conversation devolve into yeah. the nothingness that it ended in um, was. There's nothing that matters more to me than knowing my children are going to be in heaven. Mm. So I know that in her in her heart of hearts, she has what you're talking about. Like, right. I, I want my children to be happy and loved and, and live these rich, full lives. Yeah. Um, but it is so masked and so covered and buried mm-hmm. under the convictions of this so, so-called faith. Yeah. Um, that the, she can't even see right. what's most important right. in the in the moment. Right. To, her, to her, she really genuinely believes that there's this this great uh, chance that eternity's coming, and she's not going to have her kids with her. Right, right. And what's really like. sad about that one of the things that's really sad about that is that if my mom's right and jesus is who evangelicals believe him to be and salvation is what evangelicals claim it to be Mm -hmm. uh, which is you know the propitiation for sins that i couldn't possibly 
uh, pay for myself. Right. Um, and along with that, the, the, the truth being that it is wrong to be gay, that, 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 that me being gay is a sin. And that's the thing that's keeping me out of heaven or away from God. Then I am going to, on that judgment day, I'm going to march proudly up to those gates and claim the life I've lived. Yeah. And when he says, depart from me, I never knew you. I will say, I never knew you either. And yeah. I don't want to know you. Right. That is not a God I want. No. If that is what it, if that is, if my mom's right, then there is no chance that there's, there's no chance that we're going to spend eternity in heaven right. together regardless, because if she's right, I won't be there of my own choice. My, right. the, my own choice that I'm making right now here on this earth. I want nothing to do with that deity. Right. Yeah. That so God is not good. That God is not good. Yeah. That God is not worthy of my love. So also that God has severe communication and marketing issues <laughs> because like for fuck's sake, if that's the, like, make it fucking clear, like, right? Do the thing. You're God. <laughs> Figure it out. Right on a wall somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Do a thing sometime in the last 2000 years. Yeah, anyway, something. carry on. So that's, that's where I'm at. It's like, I, I hope, I hope, I hope to God, I hope to God or the God that isn't there that um, my mom does have the experience that you're describing because right. I want her to tap into that, yeah. that um, primal understanding of what relationship is and right. uh, rather than having to filter it through these lenses of, but is my son living in sin is my son going to be in heaven you know what what is my duty to my son as a christian you know all of those lenses that she has to think through if if yeah if she can come away from the weekend and just be glad for me in all of the ways and the partner that i found in the community that i live in the music i get to make the conversations i get to have that do so much life-giving goodness to people right i'm proud i'm proud of all of this stuff that's the that's the thing my sister really pointed out to me in the process as well was that she's like all the things that we're most proud of that are hardest won truths Mm -hmm. the battles we've had to fight to get to where we are fucking absolutes all my fucking absolutes (laughs) um They're the things. They're the things that, in in her current framework, are disappointments to mom. Right, right. They're things she can't celebrate with us. Right. So we can't like, can't even bring the best of us and have it be accepted, accepted, loved, celebrated. It's yeah. it's the best of us is a thing that creates conflict and right and you know <laughs> tragedy. Yeah. Well, and the reality, honestly, like the reality is that's a really, it's a big hope for a weekend, you know, like that's a big, it's <laughs> yes, pretty it unlikely is. that your mom is going to come, <laughs> like it's, it's, it is maybe likely that your mom will come away from this weekend <clears throat> slightly less closed. 
Yeah. You know, and slightly more open and slightly more whatever. But I mean, it's pretty unlikely that she's going to do a 180, right? Because we yeah. know about these beliefs. Of course we do. We yeah. know that. We know how this goes. That's why we've been able to sustain a podcast for two seasons right. talking about it. Because it's hard <laughs> to unpack this shit. Um, and honestly, as I'm listening to you talk, my gut is screaming that I don't want you to hope for that. Mm. because it's too risky for you to hope for that and yeah. it's too much and there's too much there but i'm gonna fucking hope for that <laughs> so hard because there's no risk in it for me to hope for that and like that's what i hope i hope that you have that boundary in place and that mm. you are protected and that your expectations are protected and mm. that you are surrounded by that and firm in it and you know how much we fucking love you and that that is concrete but I, then i hope that you know if she comes into that room full of us. I hope that she's hit by a wall of hope and expectation from yeah. everyone else in that room who looks at her and without question just presents to her an ocean of this is what we expect and hope from you. Mm. And we firmly and wholly with our whole fucking hearts expect and hope that you're going to get here because it matters real hard. Like that's that's what I want. I want her to feel it when she walks into the room, just that. Not a not in a negative way, not in a pressure way, not mm. in a terrible way, but just in a like, no, we absolutely know that you belong here. You belong in this space. You belong in this celebration. And we, we're we going to believe, because it's not hard for us to believe, we're going to believe you're going to get here right quick. So pony up, kid, because like this is how this is going to go. That's what I want. And that's like <laughs> I want the, the mama to mama moment. Like I want to – we'll just make a little row, Kate, and I'll stay right here. <laughs> Be like, oh hello. I love it. Welcome. I love it. <laughs> Let's sit. Down. <laughs> Come over here. But like that, that's how I feel like that's how this works, right? That's mm -hmm. how we work in tandem. That's how hope works yeah. because there are hopes that are in the light of this week and the survivors everywhere. There are hopes and there are, there's work and hope that is too risky for people right now. There's too much loss and there's too much. But for those of us for whom it's not as risky to hope and for whom it's not as risky to put ourselves out there to fight, like that's our fucking job. That's why we're here. And that's how it works. That's the beauty of the thing. That's that's what heaven is. Like mm. that's the whole point. That's everything that Jesus is talking about, guys. Yeah. Like that's it. That's all of it. It's, it's fucking all of it. And yeah. that like... And it's right here and now. It's right here and now. And when you come out of that, when you're not... Like these beliefs that people hold on to so hard that like I want, you know, I believe that this that is wrong or the other thing. When you when you let that go, it's so hard to look back at it because it's like looking at somebody who's intentionally locking themselves away from something. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like it feels like you have experienced heaven. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, but like I got it though. Like I found it. Like yeah. I found the thing. And we all become evangelical. Yeah. <laughs> like we really do. We all become like, no, I just want you to yes. know. Yes. I want you to feel this. I want you to understand what it feels like to be free. To be this free. Which is what the gospel is supposed to be for crying out loud. This like that's free. what, it's good news. Yeah. You know, like it's actually good. It's the weirdest thing that I'm now, now, now I'm passionate about it. Now, for the first time in my life, I'm mm. like, no, I want to tell people, no, like, we're on to something here. Yeah. Like, the way that this is, the way that this works 
the this thing, this just being seen. Oh my god. The being seen and the not saying I can't bring my whole self to this because I have to keep other people comfortable, but just the stepping out and being like, well, here's my stuff. What's come up for me a lot this month that I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast, the conversation, the first conversation that I had with Kate, we may have talked about it in my original interview, but when I first started kind of circling the Sojo community, right? I couldn't engage with anybody and like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't connect because it felt super risky because I'm really good at doing church and yep. I knew I had all this work that I had to do. And I knew that like, if I just started doing church and being the person that church people wanted me to be, I wouldn't do this work. And I'd been avoiding doing this work my whole life. I'd just been cycling. Well, I'm a church girl, blow up. And it's pendulum back to church girl and pendulum back to like blowing it all up. And I needed to do the work of integrating those two things and stopping the pendulum from swinging. And so I asked Kate to have coffee with me because I couldn't get away from you people. (laughs) And... (laughs) Like I have to figure out how to engage this without it feeling like I'm going to die. And I said, I can't do it because I can fool you and I will become the good church girl and I will fool you and I will um, fall into these old patterns. And Kate said something along the lines of, well, now you can't because now I'll know. Now I know. Right. Now I'll know that you're fooling me. So you can't fool me anymore. And that blew my mind. Like that was mind blowing for Mm. me. It's like, oh, nope. Sorry, you just gave me the king, the keys to the kingdom. You know, you actually just you by showing up here and by admitting that undermined your ability yeah. to pendulum. You now cannot in this context, as long as you allow me to keep seeing you, you can't go back there because I'm on to you. Yeah. You know, it's like you're found out now. And that has changed my life. That has given me myself. It has given me myself. It's a magical thing. And yourself to degrees that you would not have been able to. You might have years. you might have strolled into Sojo and been on the music team and written for the blog <laughs> totally. and done all the things, but you would not have done it in the space you're in, which yeah. is freedom. That's exactly what you're talking about. It mm-hmm. is fully fully present, right. known, seen, yeah. all of these things. Um, and now you can do those things, sing on a Sunday morning into a microphone in a way that is not performative in a way with my whole self yeah yes i can be you can show up fucking present yeah. i can be present at a microphone in church instead of being a projection mm. and hiding part of myself i can be fully myself in the moment and that invites people to be fully themselves and then we get these relationships where like people just show up and start opening up all of their stuff and it's wild, but yeah. it's amazing. And then people are like, I haven't cried in 20 years. I'm yes. crying now. <laughs> I cry all the time. All of a sudden, we're like, yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, welcome to it. <laughs> this is the way it goes. You have to feel all the things, the beauty and the pain. It's You get both of them all of the time. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I believe in it. That is also a thing I believe is absolutely mm. true, is I believe that whatever it is in that being seen thing, it's the point. Yeah. I believe that's the point yeah. of whatever it is that we're trying to do here. If there is a point, 
if there's a point <laughs> to all of us floating around in space on a big rock yeah. and like all of the stuff going on but if there's a point if then there's, why not let it be this right if there's know? a if there's a thing that we're meant to do i kind of believe it's learn how to do that and learn how to actually just like be seen because everything starts to come alive like it really does it really does everything starts to click being fully fucking present amazing stuff who knew who knew i thought i was doing it right for so long and i was not i was so wrong it's awesome man i'm really excited to see your mom it's gonna be so weird because i know so much about her and she doesn't know anything about me so many people know so much about her and she doesn't probably doesn't even know how much they know about her i'm gonna just be like hi she's gonna be like who are you and i'm gonna be like you don't know it's fine Trust me, it's okay. Oh, man. Wouldn't it be amazing if she agreed to sit down for the microphone? Like, if, if we got to a point in our conversations where there were, we could do something on this. Anything can happen. Who knows, maybe. All the, many of the best moments of your life haven't happened yet. You never know. My boy. There's time. There's still time. We still have time. We still have time, Matthew Blake. We still have time, Matthew's mom. We still have time, people of the United States of America. Mm. We still have time. Heathens. Heathens. We still have time. You have time. You have time. But not an abundance of it. So get on it. Yeah, come on. Let people see you. Yeah. Be seen. Here, here. We have a lot of people, we were just talking about this. Like, I know that there are a lot of people who are alone in this space, the space that we make here, the point of this. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of you who are here are here because this is a space where you can engage with that without it threatening your relationships, without it threatening your roles in churches and your places that you're being. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't ever want to push anybody toward coming out before they're ready with anything. (laughs) Um, But move in the direction of being seen, even if it's baby steps. Yeah. Even if it's shooting us an email, even if it's whatever, we're very safe. We're just going to be like, hooray. Like that's, (laughs) that's it. That's our, our disappointment in you is going to be completely non-existent. Um, Move in the direction of being seen because it's the point. Totally. It's totally the point. Totally the point. Even if, yeah, that baby step can be, because we were talking about how, like, we're, we're everyone's favorite secret podcast. Secret podcast. Because you can't, you don't, you might not want people to know you listen to this thing. Which so you won't even like the Facebook page, right? Because that's a public thing. We have an but, episode called Toys and Butt Stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, we I get, get it. it. Yeah. We totally get it. Go ahead. But that's also why we have things like the Heathen Huddle. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the perfect example of. It's a secret. It's a secret. No and one... everybody who's, who's in there also listens to this. Yeah. So, like, it, it, yeah, I mean, that's, you. that's, for me, that's the one saving grace of Facebook right now. Yeah. Secret <laughs> groups. Is that Amen. we can do, yeah, we can do these conversations in places where we can connect with folks we'd never meet otherwise, but mm-hmm. we don't, yeah, it can be that baby step. If that's what you need, it can be that baby step to where you don't have to 
risk anything yet. Right. But you're moving. You are moving in that moving. direction. And we don't talk a ton in the huddle. That is more your guys. It's your space. Yeah. Guys and gals and everyone in between to talk to each other. Like mm-hmm. that's your space for each other. We talk plenty. Um, yeah. But we're there and paying attention and listening and it's super cool and liking and, and loving, liking and, and, loving. And, and making little sad faces or happy faces we do a lot of emojis a lot of emojis <laughs> and a lot of all caps writing <laughs> um but you should this definitely period, go there this right here if you would like to work on experiencing the gamut of emotions you should go there where we're going to share matthew's engagement video because oh if that doesn't make you cry i don't know what will oh you didn't read your thing can you can we end with you reading the story yeah well i figured like, i would like splice it in to that earlier oh like, Okay. Where you actually asked can, me to read it. We can do that if you want to, but I feel like it would be a nice cap on. A nice way to close this out? I kind of like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we can, can we do just that. find it? We can totally do that. Do, do, do. He's going to look it up. <sighs> I, I got to say, I so I wrote that. So Chris, you know, did this grand gesture, which is what he told me he wanted um, in a proposal because the joke was that. Um, is it i titled it grand gestures it should be easy to find well he's, um the, oh, the joke the joke was that like i first brought up the topic of marriage just as a um like l- logistical like discussion around should we should we consider marriage like there might be some mm-hmm. like benefits i don't know as like federal tax Taxes. benefits and yeah. things like that, that sure. we, and i brought it up in a smash burger and Chris uh-huh. got mad and right. said, are you trying to propose to me in a smash burger? <laughs> and I said, no, this Jesus. is not a proposal. I just want to have a logistical conversation. And he, you know, made a big stink about that and said, I need a grand gesture. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So in my mind, if we were ever going to get engaged, I was going to have to do some big thing. And I was nowhere near planning that. Yeah. So for him, he, that's what happened. He decided he wanted to, he was like, you know what? I'm going to make the grand gesture happen. Yeah. We're going to Albuquerque, which is his hometown. Uh-huh. They're doing a concert. We're going to be in front of my whole family. Everyone will be there. I'm getting on stage and I'm proposing. And yeah. sure enough, he did. And so. And can I just say. Yeah. In a society that is obsessed with things like, oh, God, I can't be codependent. And oh, God, like, I mean, we, we just talked about this for a little bit. But like dating culture has us all convinced that like having feelings is a terrible thing to do. And like mm. you cannot. God forbid you should in a public way, invest effort in someone, like express that you actually have invested effort in someone. I would, I think part of what I love about this so much and grand gestures so much is just the defiance of that as a principle. Just like, you know what? Freaking extravagant acts that disrupt the narrative, that turn over the norm, especially when you know that the other person reciprocates your warm, fuzzy love feelings. Like, Big, old, bold, brave, magical grand gestures. Let us not forget that that kind of stuff can change the world. Like, it's real cool. Like, do the things, people. Do the crazy extravagant things. They're magical and nice. And so part of me just feels very validated by this story. You You get all the validation. You totally do. Grand gestures. I think the thing I texted you or maybe commented to you was... I get it now, Karen. I get grand gestures. <laughs> Understand. People should feel extravagantly loved. It's nice. It's a good feeling. 
I haven't read this for a couple weeks. Do it. I so, love it so much. Yeah, here we go. If you thought, like me, that I wasn't going to be that girl <laughs> about my engagement, well, honey, we thought wrong. I was good. I loved my relationship with, my relationship with Christopher. I figured we'd keep chugging along in our way, sharing life together. He talked about grand gestures, and I'll be honest, I didn't get it. I was very happy with what we had, who we were. It was good and beautiful, and it was deeply fulfilling. Then, my sweet, sensitive, earnest, emotional, deep-feeling, bright-as-day baby did the thing I never expected from him. He unleashed his superpower, pulled in his community, did the damn thing. In a bold, brave, beautiful way that only he could have envisioned, he did the thing. He was shaking as he did the thing, but my God, he did the thing. And I was wholly thunderstruck. In the moment his grand gesture unfolded, I understood. When he reached into his pocket and pulled out the ring he had made, the, the ring that he had had made, when he knelt on his shaky knee, when he looked up at my, when he looked up at me and cried slash gurgled slash asked me to continue to shine on him for the rest of our lives, I understood the power of the grand gesture. It changed me. It changed what I believed about us. It blew away the comfortable and safe plans I'd made to just keep at it, keep it up, chug away. I'll probably never achieve something as grand as he did because nothing is grander than igniting a heart. Nothing is grander than conjuring a vision and conjuring it so well that another person sees it too. Nothing is grander than taking a person who is satisfied with the ground at his feet, lifting his chin, and showing him the wild open everything, the unfathomable, unfathomable journey that could be, the expanse that they can walk into together. I'll probably never achieve something so grand because when it comes to me and Chris, he's the one with the unyielding belief in magic. And I'm the lucky one who gets to glimpse at life through his eyes. So yes, <laughs> I'm that girl. I'm 36. I've been in more wedding parties than I can count. I've rented tuxes. I've sang love songs. I've written love songs. I've given speeches about and made toasts to the people I love. It has always been a joy and an honor. And now, despite all of my comfortable and safe plans, I find myself swept up in magic I could never have conjured on my own. It's not that life before was black and white, and this is Technicolor. It's certainly not that something was missing and Chris completes me. I'm a whole human being. I've always been a whole human being with a gorgeous experience and a story to tell, just like each one of us. It's simply that I believe new things now. I've always been on a journey of believing new things. I hope I never stop believing new things. Chris, with his grand gesture and sweeping optimism, and risky, bold, open-hearted embrace of a future he'd visualized but did, did not yet exist. Chris, with his spectacular imagination and, in, and inexorable belief in enchantment and alchemy. Chris, with just his mind and heart and maybe a few fairy godmothers and silversmiths, conjured the magic he'd been dreaming of and in doing so, 
made me believe in it myself. Mm-hmm. Nothing is grander. Fuck. <laughs> he was shaking while he did the thing, but damn it, he did the thing. He did the thing, man. Yeah, we have to post the video now because fuck. Oh, I love it so much. I love, for some reason that, I mean, there's so many lines in that that make me cry, but that he was shaking while he did the thing line. I'm just like, yes, that's the thing. Because that's presence. <laughs> that's, he risked something. He was alive, yeah. risking a thing. like So alive, so brave. Oh, he's like dabbler holding the boom box up you know yeah. like even if it's futile like he's risking a thing and yeah. doing a thing it's just gorgeous it's gorgeous and i love it well heathens <laughs> this has been season two of the heathen podcast can you believe we have done a whole season together now one hell of a season yeah, hell of a <laughs> long season. season um we tried new things we did we got drunk we got God. high oh we, we we have unrecorded we have unreleased episodes that we can't release because we got high. Yeah, we could, when Matthew's high, apparently he can't comprehend anything that I'm saying. <laughs> so the whole episode is me being like, "No, this is a thing," and him being like, "That's not, that's not a thing." And then me thinking that he's hilarious for no reason, and then we were just like, "We can't." This is useless. It's so what did we do? We turned it off and went and watched Doctor Who. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> I mean, perfect sense. Um, that was that was our attempt at a slippery slope episode about weed, and yeah, that would also would have been your introduction to Chris, my now fiance. We should, he was with us, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we should. Um, we'll revisit it. We're gonna fix it somehow and come back and do it again. We'll fix it. Yeah, and we'll probably we'll make that episode, and I think that we should make all other snippets of that that are just for patreon supporters too. Oh. Like we'll give you us at our worst <laughs> our <laughs> highest our highest <laughs> um but yeah i mean we've essentially like we we've um ruined ourselves a lot i mm-hmm. think in, in the last like we've we've really like we've done a bunch of things that will send us to hell which is yep. you know and i'd argue that we've come out better for it I would 100% agree with that argument. And very much in a position where, like, people keep calling me fearless. And I keep saying, like, I'm afraid all of the time. Yeah. I just am out of fucks for fear. Like, I don't, like, I just am afraid and I just no longer care that I'm afraid because I have learned that being afraid is just a normal way of being. And I'm just always afraid. So I just have to keep doing the thing. Right. So I just, I just now do things anyway, which I think is brave. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. what brave means. That's what bravery is. Right. So, so you are brave. I'm not fearless. fearless. I've never been fearless for a minute. I am afraid of something right now. I don't know what, but I'm guarantee you there's something in there, (laughs) but, um, but I think we've been brave Mm. and I like that. Um, the notes and letters and messages that you have sent. Yeah. Oh, guys. This has been, I've come away from recording these episodes multiple times and sent a message to a friend or somebody and said, this is the best work that I have done. Mm-hmm. This feels like the most important thing that I've gotten to be part of. Yeah. Maybe ever in my life um so i hope you know i hope you know i hope you know matthew blake (laughs) i hope you know heathens that 
this has been the world in a paper cup. This has been the greatest. Just it has been my absolute honor and privilege to get I'm to be so so glad that you said yes. God, me too. And to quote one of my heroes who I bring up often on this program. Who could it be? Baby, I'm the lucky one. Do 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 That's why I was a shoe in for this part because I know the Amy Grant. Because you know Amy Grant songs. No, but seriously, it's I I I 100% agree. We've said this a million times that it's like the best therapy, and it is. Absolutely, I come away from these conversations. Yeah, calling people up because I'm like I have to tell you what just happened. And I'm so grateful for the folks who are listening and participating and communicating and letting us know what is happening in their worlds. And so this feels, yeah, this feels like a moment to, to like close out a season. I, I, I don't know what to do with it except for just be present, be grateful. Yeah. We love you. 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 Like so much. Mm-hmm. Not in a like silly way, but in like a legit. This community matters. God, so much. Yeah. So we'll see you again in a couple months. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> We're already planning season three, right. baby. It's gonna be fun, and in the meantime, um, hang out with us on social media. Yeah, we'll we be got around. We a got few surprises. Stuff. Yeah, coming stuff hanging. So in the downtime. So. Make sure you are following the Facebook page and the Instagram account, and like are part of. Heathen Podcast. Yeah, it's going to be fun times. Bye, heathens. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Heathen. We're here every week. And in the meantime, if you miss us, you can find us in the following ways. Follow at Heathen Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us an email at askheathen at gmail.com, especially if you have feedback or ideas for future episodes. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and that helps other people find Heathen. And if you'd like to contribute to this community for people who need a soft place to land as they move away from bad religion, you can support Heathen on Patreon at patreon.com slash heathenpodcast. Well, thank you for your support with exclusive bonus content, which you know is going to be freaking awesome. Wherever you find yourself in this space of godless spirituality, spiritual godlessness, or anywhere in between, you're not alone. We're glad you're here. Here's to the heathens. Checking it out. Talking about all of the things no one wants to talk about.